Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. What is happiness? For many of us, it's something we don't really think about. We just kind of know what the feeling is, right? Something either makes us feel happy or it doesn't. And so today we're going to be talking about a concept that I think is so important, not only during this time in our life, right, of of the change that's happening, but I think just in general of recognizing the patterns of happy and really looking at your life and saying, when do I feel that way? When am I in that place? And so I'm so honored to have Elena Imaretska, I got it. You got it. Um, with me, who's the Chief Innovation Officer at Brave New Workshop. And for those of you in the Twin Cities, she'll talk a little bit about what Brave New Workshop is, but it's an improv theater that everyone who lives here knows and has gone to one of their shows, I'm sure. Um, and she is innovator extraordinaire, right? That's the way her brain works. Um, but it's she also really, they make people happy and make people feel that way for a living. So she's certainly an expert on this topic. And so I'm really excited to have you here. Well, it's so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So I would just love for you to start with just telling people a little about your journey, right? And how you've gotten to kind of this level of success in your career. Sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Yes. Well, uh, let me start at the very beginning. Um, so I'm sure some of you may hear a little bit of an accent, so let me calm your minds and tell you that indeed I am uh, from Bulgaria, uh, and so I grew up there during a time of kind of economic and social turbulence. You know, we're moving from, um, you know, communism and a planned economy to democracy and a market economy, and so it was, uh, you know, times of hyperinflation and unemployment and so on and so forth. So really turbulent. Um, and so I had the uh, the luck and the honor to uh, earn a, a full ride scholarship to come study in the U.S. And so at the age of 18, I uh, left the country for the very first time and boarded a plane for the very first time, which was a ride. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and flew into the U.S. and I went to school uh, at Colorado College, which is a small liberal arts school yep. in the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, it, of course, changed my life completely. I mean, once you uh, leave everything you've ever known and suddenly you go to a completely new place. Um, But I was very lucky because it was a very supportive environment and it opened my mind and it opened my life uh, to so much. Um, And um, after uh, Colorado College, uh, you know, I always kind of studied serious things like economics and business and analytics and... um, I went straight to business school. So I went uh, directly from undergraduate to graduate, and uh, I got my MBA in uh, global business at Thunderbird, which is in Arizona. It's uh, one of the premier kind of schools, especially around global business. And it was a great experience again, because 50% of the students there were international Hmm. students. So um, we really had this um, phenomenal experience of collaborating and living together and really learning how to uh, handle differences, how to handle cultural differences, communication differences, um, all of it. Um, and it's not always easy to do that, but it's also so uh, exciting and inspiring and um, enriching in so many ways. So 
while I was uh, at Thunderbird, a friend of mine and I decided that we had to start a student club, you know, kind of how a lot of, you know, there are so many activities and clubs on campus. And we decided to focus on movement and dance. And the reason we decided that because um, both of us had this passion for the arts. And I've really enjoyed and, and loved the arts since an early age. I've always practiced, um, you know, outside of academics, a lot of dance and movement and all that. So we started doing that. And um, in our class, we would, you know, teach different types of dances, so it was all student-led. And then we would choreograph things and we would present to our students. And what we were struck with was that these very um, busy type A, you know, MBA students would dedicate so much time and effort to this creative outlet, this creative endeavor. And they were getting so much out of it. They were getting so much happiness, so much joy in just exploring a different part of their personality and their life. And they were stretching in different ways. And what we started hearing is they're, they're thinking differently. And at the same time, I was learning a lot about innovation. So we had also a lot of innovation activities and clubs and so on and so forth. And I started learning about that and the kind of thinking and the kind of culture and the kind of mindset you need in order to innovate, right? So, um, so I started connecting the two and seeing how being exposed to a new field and a completely different way of being and interacting and using your mind, your body, you know, all of it, um, can help you think differently in other ways as well. And so I started exploring what are the organizations that do that kind of work, that merge different fields, that use the arts to help business folks think differently and engage in different ways. Yeah. And um, I'm a networker by nature, I love connecting with people. And so uh, someone mentioned to me, hey, have you heard about the Brave New Workshop? I had not, so I looked them up, and uh, like you said, the Brave New Workshop is the longest-running satirical and improvisation theater in the nation, in the U.S., right here in Minneapolis. Um, but the interesting part about the company is that it's a self-funding arts organization. So certainly the artistic side is there, the theater has been around for more than you know 65 years. But the way the theater is funded is through work with um, mostly Fortune 500 companies, so corporate audiences, again, bringing this new different mindset that's rooted in the art form of improvisation to help them be their best selves at work and bring their best thinking. So I thought, wow, I mean, this is what I want to do. <laughs> this is exactly it. And so I was uh, lucky because at the time I was organizing a big conference um, at uh, my school, which was around sustainability and innovation. And I was in charge of all the programming and all the speakers and all that. And I said, hey, Brave New Workshop has to come here. <laughs> so we approached them and they were so gracious. They sent three of their top facilitators to us wow. and they created the most amazing experience and workshop for our students. Again, 50% international, so truly global, mm -hmm. so something that translates cross-culturally. And uh, I completely fell in love with the approach. It was hands-on, it was visceral, it was full of laughter, levity, fun, and lots and lots of learning. So mm -hmm. I was convinced that that had to be my next step. And so. I contacted the president of the organization at the time and said, hey, I need to work for you. How do we make this work? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and um, she said, wow, okay, you're bold. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's figure, figure it, it out. out. Let's figure it out. And so I was graduating in a, in a few months and she said, oh, come to Minneapolis. Because I had no clue about Minneapolis or Minnesota, you mm -hmm. know, I had never been here. 
and um, she said come for the summer let's see if this is a fit um, and so I after graduation I packed my whole life in my little Jeep and traveled across the country um, and landed in Minneapolis and absolutely loved it so we worked uh, really hard that summer I really uh, became a part of the kind of corporate team so you know we have the artistic side and then we have the corporate team that drives all the learning work um, and we had a, a fabulous time and uh, you know they offered me kind of the full time at the end of that summer and I accepted and that was almost 13 years ago Wow so it really has been a fun fun journey yeah I love hearing people's journeys because, right, it's never just a point A to point B to yeah. point C. It's just how you end up, who you become exposed to, and how the universe just kind of, you know, puts those things in your yeah. path. So yeah. to any college grad that's listening or soon-to-be college grad, like that boldness, it stands out. I mean, for business owners, when people are willing to kind of take that step forward and say, I really am passionate about this, that's because you can't pay for passion. Yeah. Right? I mean, somebody has to have that. So I think that's really important. So before we dive into the topic about the patterns of happy, tell us about one of your superpowers that you think has contributed to your success to this point. Sure. No, that's a great question. Um, I think one of my superpowers is just genuine sense of curiosity. Mm -hmm. I love uh, talking to people. I love like you hearing their stories their journeys I really think each person is almost a portal to a different world and to a different reality because each one of us has their own individual experience that's unique to us each one of us has a different way of thinking a different way of perceiving a different way of interacting and it's so interesting to get a little bit of a glimpse of how someone else uh, is thinking, approaching things, yeah. it's so enriching. Um, and so I uh, just love learning uh, from other people, from their stories. And I believe everybody uh, can teach, <laughs> no matter what your experience, mm -hmm. no matter what your quote unquote title or whatever it is, there's something um, in each of us. And so this sense of curiosity has really, really helped me in so many ways. Because again, when we talk about innovation and coming up with new and interesting mm -hmm solutions, approaches, ideas. Um, it is about connecting things that are perhaps not connected in a way, right? So it's about that. Um, and also, I mean, at the Brain Workshop, I do a lot of, um, you know, solution creation for our clients. So this um, opportunity to just listen and understand then really serves us really well when we're actually creating the experience or the program that they need for mm -hmm. their business and their employees to be successful. And of course in business development as well. I mean we are all in business development. I yes, think we you are. don't have to we be are. you know you don't have to have sales in your title. Uh, but again business development is all about the conversation and uncovering what is important to the person you're speaking with, yeah. how, and then connecting to how you can bring value. That's all that it is. So this, yeah. again, sense of curiosity, listening, really being present, mm -hmm. um, has, I think, has served me really, really well. And I think that's such a great message. And what it also makes me think about is something that we talk, I think I've even done a podcast on this, but we talk to all of our coaching clients about is deliberately shifting your perspective. 
And the only way you do that is to get curious about other people's perspectives, yes. right? And so, and, and this happens a lot in the Midwest, not just in the Midwest, but we grow up in this bubble of sorts where we haven't been exposed to just different ways of thinking or different cultures all the time. And and so I think, you know, hearing your background and, and just that experience is, is really important. And I think it's becoming more important because in order to get to the best solution for our business, we have to be able to look at it from all sides, right? And all points of view. And I think a lot of us grow up and are kind of attuned to these rules of the way we think the world operates or the things that should be connected. And we can't, it's hard to break ourselves of that sometimes. So the work you guys do is just amazing in that, in in helping people really look at it from a different perspective, right? From a different view and the product is better. Right, when you do that. Absolutely. So one of the things I always say is no one knows the whole truth. Correct. Correct. <laughs> because it's not binary. Everything is nuanced. Everything is complex. Mm-hmm. And our brains are wonderful. They serve us well. But they're also limited in some way. They are. Absolutely. <laughs> and so uh, so to learn the whole truth, we need more than one point of view. Because things are complicated, always. That's a podcast topic. No one knows the whole truth. So yeah. we'll come back and do that one. <laughs> good. I love good. it. I'm writing it down. I, I literally think of podcast topics like in my sleep, I wake up, like so that's great. So I want to jump into this idea of the recognizing the patterns of the happy because when you and I were talking, this is one that really jumped out that you had brought up and I thought, that's what I don't do. I mean, you know, it's something we all struggle with. Yes. But it's not only right now, I think it's even more important right now, right, that we really pay attention to this. So will you talk about that concept, what it means, and how it's impacted your both career and your life, right, personal and professional? Yes, absolutely. So when we talk about patterns of happy, the first element is just to think about patterns in general. We as humans are so Mm -hmm. pattern-driven, and there's nothing bad about it. The reason is because of how our brains operate. We all know our you know, kind of frontal lobe, where you know the part of the brain that's the empathetic uh, part, the one that does the creative thinking, all that. It's actually very energy intensive, and so our brain always is trying to conserve energy. You know, how can I, you know, conserve energy so that we can, you know, operate for a long time? And so that's why the brain likes patterns because if something is familiar doesn't have to spend as much that's work right. or if something energy, is familiar yeah. something is clear something i've done it before we don't have to spend as much time or energy on it so i like it you know i like it so that's why we like things like that that's why familiar I love that. things perspective it's yeah. very yeah yeah exactly um and so that's why we're pattern driven that's why we form habits all of it so nothing bad about that that's wonderful right it serves us well and patterns when they are productive when they make us happy etc it's great you know the problem is when uh, they're unproductive or they are harmful in some way you know that's when we really have to examine uh, what are the patterns in our lives and the other element is patterns are usually unrecognized Again, that's the whole point, right? Autopilot. If it's autopilot, I don't have to spend mental energy on it. So it's great. I'm going to go that way. But again, if it's not thought about, if you're not reflecting about it, you can't control it. I mean, just like, you know, in in any business, right? In any business, if you're not metricing something, you're not going to manage it, right? So it's the same exact thing. So patterns, very important to think about. Um, When we think about the patterns of, of happy... Um, I like to talk about a lot of self-reflection and just um, helping people 
think about what what is it that makes them happy and usually when we start those conversations you know people like to say things that are general and broad like oh i like spending time with my family or you know i like reading books or whatever it is and that's great but what's more helpful is to actually dig deeper so what is it exactly about that activity person or situation that brings you the spark the joy and the happiness so for example you know i you know love spending time with my son you know and so uh, but that's general so I'll say oh okay well no actually what I really love the most uh, is uh, my Sunday mornings when it's just me and my son and we usually you know try to have some sort of an adventure you know so pre-COVID we would always go to you know a new part of town or a new park or a festival or a museum mm -hmm. or something like that and explore something together so now uh, you know why is that the reason is it's kind of linked to a little bit my superpower. It's this yeah. discovery, right? It's learning. It's something mm -hmm. new. It's a new world. And I love doing that with him. And I love also seeing things through his eyes. Yeah. So, okay, you know, so why is that helpful to me? Well, now I can say, you know, we can't do that anymore on Sunday, <laughs> Sunday mornings mm -hmm. right now. You know, things are closed up. But I can still create the same type of environment or experience that would still bring me that kind of... Uh, learning that kind of adventure sense of, of joy and exploring together and that's what we've been doing you know so Sunday mornings we are outside somewhere you know we are looking for bugs you know he's five years old so you know <laughs> we're doing something like that so I still get these moments of happy you know so I recognized okay one of the ways that I'm happy is by exploring it's by yep. uh, learning you know and and so I will make sure then that I'm curating experiences that bring me that. And the beauty of it is once you figure out the principle, you know, what is kind of the fundamental element of the mm -hmm. thing that makes you happy, you can find that in many different ways. Right? Correct. So again, if you say, I love reading books, I'll ask why. You might tell me that it's because I need some time to myself and to reflect, you know, that's one thing. Or you can say, oh, it's because um, I am, you know, uncovering the perspective of somebody else, you know, or what kind yeah. of books do you like? You know, so just asking, why is that? Mm -hmm. What about it? And just figuring out the fundamental. Because then suddenly you have far more opportunities to create these moments of joy and moments of happiness and yeah. build a pattern of happiness for yourself. Mm -hmm. Once you know what, what that is, then that's how you're going to set your schedule. You know, I love that word curating yes. because you're you're creating it and pulling it together, and it can be other things that do it for you. But right. you have to own pulling it into that's your right. world, right, and, and pulling right. it into your schedule. And I think that's what so much of us, you know, we we're going at such a fast pace all week, right, and the weekends like catch up and clean the house and you know whatever it is and. And we're not curating our own happiness. And then yeah. we we're expecting it to come from other places. Yeah. And I think it's really hard for other things to do it if we're not, right, building it in Absolutely. in some way. Absolutely. We also, with some of our clients, when they're struggling in this space or they're, they're thinking about a career change, right, or is we call it energy journaling, oh, right? Oh, Very simple. That. But yeah. it's just for a week, right, kind of day to day, hour by hour. Write down what you're doing and how you're feeling. So it could be as simple as I have eight hours of meetings today. Well, meeting by meeting, write down if your energy was high, low afterwards and what you were doing in that meeting. So for me, for example, if it was 
reviewing our financials or something really detailed, I'm really low energy coming out of that. And not because of the financial state, yeah. it's just details. That's right. But if we were doing a strategy session on something new, I would come out, you know, your heart's beating a little bit faster. That's right. You're feeling like your blood pressure's up. That's, that's, right. that's high energy, right? That's contagious. And so even having people for a week go through that and get to the level of detail you're talking about, right? Is it when you're on the floor playing with your kids, hands-on kind of stuff, or you're reading them a book or like dive into what that thing is because then you can do more of it and if it's with your career right well the guidance we give is find a job that allows you to do more of that because no jobs can allow you to do all of it all the time right nothing's perfect That's right. I became an entrepreneur because I you know thought it was the greatest thing ever and the freedom and then there's a whole lot of other stuff that comes with it <laughs> yeah. right so it's not that you're looking for a hundred percent it's that you're trying to pull more and more into it. And and that's my next question for you is, you know, how do you see this crossing personally and professionally for people, right? And these patterns of happy, do they just have to be professional patterns or personal patterns? Or do you say you could curate across both? Yeah, definitely. Um, I am a big believer that there is no really work and life yeah. separation. I think we all experience that. Yes, that's very true. We've all changed our perspective on that lately. Um, but the truth is you are the same person, uh, you know, outside of work mm -hmm. and inside of work, or you should be. So if you're not, there's something you need to uncover <laughs> and work on. But you are the same person and you should be the same person. So what is energizing, what creates happiness for you is probably the same kinds of things. And when I think about patterns of happiness, I love what you said about, you know, when you think about career change especially, to think about what are the things that you want to be doing, is happiness is really uh, about moments. <laughs> happiness yeah. is about everyday life, uh, whether yeah. that's at work not or about at things. home. It's, it's about, about things. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, not about huge goals either. Correct. So it's not that you shouldn't have huge goals. We should. We all mm -hmm. should because... Uh, it's our responsibility to contribute to society. It's our responsibility to make the world a better place. Absolutely. Make your big goals, bold goals. But oftentimes, this maybe has happened to you, sometimes when there are these very hallmark type achievements, you know, people often share that, wow, I thought this would make me happy. But, you know, it really didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was great, but it really didn't bring me that full sense of uh, kind of fulfillment, satisfaction, happiness that uh, I expected. Yeah. And that's more because it's it's more of an extrinsic thing. And because once you've achieved that, then what? What's the next thing? Yeah. Right? So what's important with the patterns of happy is to really build our lives. There's no reason why our days will not be happy or a string of happy moments. Yeah. And they probably already are, but again, if we don't recognize it, we're mm -hmm. not going to experience it. And what we often say in our work uh, at the workshop is we are what we practice. So if we build a practice around recognizing the moments that bring you joy and happiness, mm -hmm. you will have more of them. Yeah. And you'll actually notice more of them and you'll live a happier life. Mm -hmm. And this is, it, it's it's powerful. It's a good reminder, right? All of us know you, gratitude, right? You're hearing a lot more about like recognizing that. So yeah. kind of what makes you happy, right? That those gratitude moments right. will bring you more of those. Right. Um, but it's still hard to do. It is so hard to do. So like, how do you, yeah. So like what's your advice for someone that's listening that agrees with everything we're saying, right? Yes. It makes complete sense. 
and then we go back into our day-to-day lives and it doesn't happen like what's a simple way or like what would you give them guidance on how to start yeah one great way is to actually uh, speak with someone who knows you well so sometimes we get into our heads and I think that's important to do a lot of self-reflection and work sometimes it's just great to speak with someone who you trust who you can have this kind of conversation and just have a conversation about when you see me when do I appear happy and what when do you see me energized when do you see me really in my kind of element and so on and so forth because um, it's hard I mean we can't see ourselves from someone else's point of view so enlisting the help of a trusted friend or advisor or mentor you know significant other whoever um, it's, a, it's a very nice way to at least begin your list and your exploration mm-hmm. of the things that really would create that pattern of happy for you. Yeah. Um, the other thing, um, I always you know, kind of think about also the people who surround you. So when you're thinking about the moments that sort of bring you that feeling, who are the people in the room? Or who are the people you're interacting with? Mm-hmm. Because we're so social and we're so deeply impacted by the people the humans around us without even knowing it <laughs> you know it's just Correct, subconscious yeah. so it's important to start thinking about who are the people surrounding me and how are they making me feel again in career perspective and when we're thinking about culture when you're thinking of like mm-hmm. that's really important like if you're thinking about you know joining an organization or a team think deeply about the people who <laughs> you you'll be spending most of your time with you know what you know what are what kind of environment are they creating how do you feel in that environment? So that's yeah. a key thing to think about. And then you can do the kind of reflection that we talked about with you know work type of elements. You know, so for example, for me, you know, one of the things that uh, that absolutely makes me so happy at work is again linked to the your superpowers and mm-hmm. your deep values. You know, so we talked about okay, one of the things I love is curiosity, learning, and kind of seeing people. Uh, people's perspectives well that's you know what I do most days and then the other thing I see is that when we work with clients oftentimes you know they would enter with this you know a little bit of anxiety a little bit of uh, you know maybe potentially fear or maybe cynicism of oh what does this kind of you know experiential learning approach have to do with anything Mm -hmm. so they come in with all that preconceived you know notion with that mindset of judgment perhaps Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, they come in with their titles and their politics and all that stuff and then once we start doing the work once we start you know really impacting the culture in the room when we start leading them through the work their body language changes their faces lit up and that is really I mean there is a moment when that happens seeing that is it brings me so much happiness and joy (laughs) when I see people just light up and they drop everything down and they just become real humans collaborating and building things together and playing and being their best selves um, and that's such a gift I mean that gives me so much happiness and energy that um, because we all carry so much with us yes. right and seeing people be able to drop the baggage right and yes. drop all of that and just yeah. kind of be naturally who they yeah. are takes so much less work yes too right to be in that space right when you're exhausted on a regular basis it's likely because you're adapting right and you're doing things that aren't natural to you that's right and you're thinking too much too hard yeah yeah back to that brain piece i never really thought about it right i mean it's we're working it too hard because we're not just staying in our natural 
That's right. Of abilities. And the truth is, we only have so much energy and so much time mm. and so much attention. I mean, attention is limited, right? So if we're spending our time, energy, and attention on, you know, things that are not productive, that are not fueling us, that mm -hmm. are not, you know, forward moving, that are not, you know, moving us all collectively to a better place. Um, if we're not doing that, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, that's not a good yeah. spend. That's not a good way to spend our time. For right. our organization or that's for right. us. And that's what that's I think right. the work you guys do in culture, clearly yeah. we're culture junkies as yes. well, is, you know, it, organizations are starting to come around and realize that when they can tap into that for their employees, the performance, the results of the organization change, yes. right? Absolutely. Instead of just keeping them in some place that isn't really utilizing their superpowers and their strengths in the right way. Yeah. And so I think it's it's figuring that piece out is the hard part, right? And balancing that for organizations at yes. least. Um, and I think that other piece, you know, the, who are you around as, as we talk about evaluating your tribe is constantly you should be to say, are there people that are coming in and out? I mean, we all know that feeling when you meet somebody, you have a connection or, you know, you work with them and every time you have a meeting with them, it's creative and you feel like you're using your best, you know, your best self is there. Why? Right. I mean, really mm -hmm. analyzing that because the goal is to be around more people like that. Yes. Right. I mean, I think energy attracts like energy yes. um, and many of us in our in our careers. Right. Especially in a corporate environment are we don't always have the, you know, the ability to decide not to work with someone. Right. I right. mean, but it's trying to find those commonalities where you can create that energy, even if it doesn't exist, I think is important, too. But you've got to let all the baggage go before you can kind of see each other, yeah. which is what you guys help them do. Yeah. I think absolutely. it's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, what additional guidance would you give people right now during the times of kind of what we're dealing with? And, and, and the tips you gave, I think that's fantastic. But just when it comes to, you know, stretches of time where happiness might seem to not be coming, yeah. right, in the way it was before, or there's just a lot. I would almost, the way I feel at times is it's like it's, I know it's still there, but it's like clouded with other yes. stuff. Yes. Just what, just with your background, what yeah. tips or just things can you help people who are listening with kind of right now with what yeah. we're dealing with? I would always recommend a change in environment. So again, as humans, we're very impacted by just the physical environment yeah. we're in. Mm -hmm. And so if you are in that space of kind of cloudiness and you're just, no, it's not going great, but you want to break that pattern, just go somewhere else. Go And I always recommend nature. I mean, yeah. to me, nature really, really... Um, I mean, it's magical. We are part of nature, and so it's like you're, you're going home. So, um, so you know, go somewhere that is not the place of conflict or cloudiness or whatever mm -hmm. it is, um, even if it's just outside of your house or whatever is feasible, whatever is possible. Um, a change environment really helps. Uh, reaching out to trusted friends also always helps. Yeah. And then the third piece is shifting into a mindset of service. So we always talk about that. Um, so when you are in service of something or someone, your brain can only do so many things. So if you are thinking about how can I serve, how can I help, how can I you know, make things better for uh, something outside of myself, it's very hard to also be focused on <laughs> yourself and the ego and <laughs> whatever right. else is clouding your perspective. Yeah. Um, so, and doing that in small ways. I mean, it could be just checking in with a friend, you know, is struggling or, um, you know, smiling at someone, <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah. it is. It could be very small very things. Very small. But just shifting into that place of service, 
uh, really works for me and works with a lot of the folks we work with. I think we don't realize that when we do that, it serves other people, but it yeah. serves us more. Almost. Certainly does. And it's actually, it's interesting, we work with a phenomenal researcher at the U, um, Teresa Glom, Dr. Teresa Glom, and she actually has research on that, that if you are of service, if you are kind to someone else, that boosts your mood immediately. Yeah. You know? So it's it's a it's a little magic trick. <laughs> it's and I think it's important right now because that is something that we can do. Mm -hmm. We can be that ear, right, to help someone else to call and listen to what they're dealing with and maybe that heals us yes. in some way at the same time. I just heard a podcast with Simon Sinek yes. where he was talking about his book The Infinite Infinite Game. Um, but they asked him about during this time, right, as leaders and and how do we just First off, we're dealing with our own emotions and yes. we're dealing with trying to help other people. And that's essentially the answer he gave. He, he said, sure. right now, go into service all the time, yeah. right? Because that's going to heal you that's as right. if you're doing that. And I think it's counterintuitive because a lot of people have gone into protection mm -hmm. instead of service, right? Yes. So self-protection, my emotions, my finances, whatever it is, when if you turn it the other way, right, and go in, it, it, it heals you in some way. So I think that's really fascinating. I just yeah. listened to that this weekend. And oh, so yeah. I think that's a great message for everybody to hear. And I think there's so much happiness to be found in service. Yes. Right? Absolutely. When you do that, it's really almost impossible to not be happy if you're yeah. helping someone else. Absolutely. And not feel that in some yeah. way. That is a wonderful way to end this conversation. I think a reminder for all of us. I, I appreciate you bringing this. Um, you have such a unique perspective from an innovation standpoint, but yet it's just, it's so real in day-to-day -day life. And I think that's so much of what you guys do at Brave New Workshop. So if people want more information on how you can help them personally, their business, or kind of the, the workshops and the things that you guys do, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you or for them to get that info? Perfect. You can always go to bravenewworkshop.com backslash creative outreach. Or you can easily reach out on LinkedIn to me. Um, I'm most active on LinkedIn, uh, and I would love to hear from you. Perfect. And you have some, right now, some cohorts or some individual stuff That's going right. on. Do you want to just quick talk about that? Because it's yes. not just big organizations. That's Individuals right. can actually engage, too. That's right. Thank you for, for yeah. mentioning that. Yes, so we have a tremendous program running right now. It's a 10-week. Perfect. So we will make sure the podcast notes have all of that so that people can get to that. Um, and I, again, I think it's great to have the organizational options, but also That's the right. individuals because we all need a little something different right now. Absolutely. So perfect. Thank you for being here. Oh, such a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. We could me. have talked about this all day. It's <laughs> definitely so. filled me up. And to <laughs> those of you listening, you know, the podcast has been going for two years and we've been here to serve and to bring these kind of conversations and the impact over the last two months that we have heard from, from people going back and listening to these podcasts to help them through those things that they're being stuck with right now. So that's always our hope is that these conversations help to lift you in a little way, help to get you unstuck and moving forward again if this is the thing you're stuck with. So so make sure and go back and look at some of those podcasts. Subscribe so you get the latest and greatest and you get to hear from great leaders like Elena. Um, and we're just grateful that you're here. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. 
And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.